0: Contemporary novelist Chang-Rae Lee describes the experience of the outsider in America in his novel, A Gesture Life. Protagonist Franklin Hata is a Japanese-American citizen living in an upscale suburb of Westchester, New York. In an insightful passage, his character reflects on the American sense of what it means to be neighbors. Being neighbors, the character thinks, means sharing the most limited kinds of intimacies, such as sewer lines, and property boundaries, and annual property tax valuations. Anything that falls into a more personal realm is only tentatively welcomed. On the whole, an unwritten covenant of conduct governs us, a signet of cordiality and decorum in whose ethic, if it can be called such a thing, the worst wrong is to be drawn forth and disturbed contrast the American cultural value of individual privacy and boundaries to the story in this week's Torah portion called Vayera, which means to see, to be seen, and also to visit. Abraham and Sarah sit at the entrance to their tent in the heat of the day. Rashi interprets the opening of this portion as a scene in which God sees, is seen, and visits Abraham who was recently circumcised and is recovering. The rabbis use this vignette as a primary illustration of the core Jewish value of visiting the sick. God models this by visiting Abraham and Sarah in their tent. Staying with the theme of seeing, being seen, and visiting, Abraham sees three men in the vicinity of the tent on such a hot day. Rashi explains that unbeknownst to Abraham and Sarah, these three are not actually men, but rather angels or messengers of God. With no awareness that these guys are anyone special, Abraham rushes toward them to offer to have their feet washed, their bodies fed, and rested. The Torah uses the Hebrew word vayaratz. Abraham ran. He ran to demonstrate the importance of providing hospitality to guests. So whereas the Japanese-American character in Chang-Rae Lee's novel learns that the worst thing is to be drawn forth and disturbed, in Judaism, this is the best thing. Judaism and Islam each place a particularly high value on hospitality and how we treat our guests In Israel, whether you visit Jews or Palestinians, you will be offered food and drink before anything else. I have long been interested in hospitality because my parents were true practitioners. Throughout my childhood, we lived one town over from a naval base. In advance of every Thanksgiving and every Pesach, my parents called the base and invited sailors to join our family for dinner. My sister Amy is back there in the congregation, and we can both tell you that if you're seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 years old, very young, handsome sailors in full uniform at the dinner table <laughs> and the Seder table, it makes an impression. <laughs> right, Amy? Yes, we remember them. Additionally, our synagogue was so small, so it was easy for my parents to notice whenever a new person, a visitor, or a stranger showed up to services on a Friday night. They were sure to greet every new face and help them feel welcome. How we treat our guests is such a core teaching, a core value, In Judaism the commentators introduced the radical interpretation in this Torah portion that it was at that very moment when God was visiting Abraham that Abraham jumped up and ran toward the guests outside the tent. Uh, Sorry to interrupt God, guests at the door gotta scoot. Normally walking out on the divine presence might seem the height of rudeness if not against Jewish belief unless The Torah wants us to understand that how we treat our guests is yes that important Commentator Dina Weiss from Mechon Hadar in New York explains as Abraham is taking care of his guests he is showing honor to God In the opening paragraph of this Torah portion alone, God demonstrates the power of the mitzvah of visiting the sick, and Abraham and Sarah demonstrate that if strangers show up at the tent flap, even if you're chatting with God, you interrupt that or any other activity to see them, to make them feel seen, and to visit with them. Vayera. It's all in the name of the Torah portion. In the Talmud, much time is spent debating when is it okay or not okay to interrupt our prayers because Judaism wants us to say each prayer with such focus and intensity without any interruption unless a person needs your help. Then it's okay to interrupt. (laughs) Or if the phone is ringing. I'll take that as a sign from above. (laughs) The rabbis coined Hachnesat Orchim welcoming guests as one of the greatest mitzvot of Judaism. Whether at home or in the synagogue, I think that we wrestle with our American value of privacy and our Jewish value of being audaciously welcoming. Years ago, secret shoppers would show up at Friday night services around the country, sit through the service, stand at the Oneg, and then review the temple and let others know how that temple treats its guests. Often at the very end of our service, we ask congregants to meet one new person while walking out to the Oneg, and we continue to ask this. It's especially challenging in a synagogue as large and vibrant as Emmanuel. People come and go week after week. Guests come for family simchas. People who are here on business Google San Francisco synagogue and Uber and Lyft over. It's hard to know who's who. You worry that if you introduce yourself and thank someone for coming, they may retort that they've been a member here for 30 years. That has happened to me. <laughs> Still, most of, most of us want our synagogue to be a welcoming place. And the only way to make it so for every person who walks in, even if you are shy, even if you come once a year or twice a year for Yard site, even if you just want to see your friends, it's always to be on the lookout for people to greet to welcome. How does Congregation Emmanuel treat its guests? The degree to which each one of us emulates Abraham and Sarah when we are here is the answer to that question. Synagogues can be welcoming on deeper levels as well. If we say that we welcome all faiths, people of all colors, all gender identities, all political parties, all varieties of Jewish experience or inexperience, then this must be reflected not only in our consistently warm greetings of each individual person, but in our marketing and our programming. This Torah portion asks us to think deeply about how we treat our guests, our neighbors, and the strangers in our midst. It's called Vayera, to see, to be seen, to visit. The verb is used twice in the opening two sentences, the opening two verses, psukim, Abraham and Sarah model for us how to treat our guests and the answer is not just by washing feet and providing tasty snacks but by Viera by actually seeing seeing the holiness in each person in the stranger in our neighbors in the immigrant in the outsider In the hungry person, in the homeless person, in the lonely person. How do we do this? It takes practice. It takes overcoming our natural reserve and reaching out beyond the people we already love to greet. But the Torah gives us a clue. Vayisah enav. Abraham first had to look up. And it was only after intentionally looking up that he could see. Vayera. If we want to treat our guests in accordance with Jewish values, the first thing we have to do is to look up and to see. Shabbat shalom.